He is the assistant general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's 28 years old. The youngest general manager in OHL history at the age of 25. Uh, in 2011, Kyle Dubas joins us in primetime sports. Kyle, congratulations and thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right. So are you prepared for the slings and arrows from the old school hockey guys who are absolutely convinced that you're going to show up with a calculator and a little pocket thing with pens and pencils in it? <laughs> I'm used to it by now, so fire away. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, how did, how did this, this process start? How did it come about that the, uh, that the Leafs brought you on as assistant general manager? Was it in the works for a while? No, no. My my wife and I were away uh, in Mexico um, just over two weeks ago. Now we got married on July the sixth in in Mexico, and um, two nights before our wedding, we were on the resort and I just had Wi-Fi, no real phone access, and I got an email from from uh, from Brendan Shanahan just saying that uh, that he wanted to sit down and and talk. He'd been talking to people in hockey and just wanted to kind of get to know me a little bit and talk with me. And uh, so when we got back from the trip, uh, which was not even two weeks ago, uh, far less than two weeks ago, I uh, came in and, and sat down with Brendan and, and had a very, very long discussion, just conversation about hockey and, and our, our views of it. And, and uh, I learned a lot from it and just continued to talk. And then, uh, you know, then uh, I sat with Dave Nonis and, and then sat with Dave and Brendan both. And, and uh, here we are today. All right. I'll ask you, are you a numbers guy? I uh, I like numbers. Yes, um, I find them to be useful and helpful um, as a piece of the of the larger puzzle. Yes. And uh, how do the how do you see the new advanced analytics fitting into a, a, an organization that hasn't used a lot of them so far, boldly or or quietly and and surreptitiously almost. I think slowly, and it'll it'll happen. I guess the the phrase would probably be organically and naturally, and the same way it happened in Sault Ste. Marie when when I was there, Dave. Um, you know, we, there was nothing being done there. Uh, I thought for our situation in Sault Ste. Marie, it could be a useful tool to help us become more certain in our decision making, in our evaluation, and uh, to provide information to our coaching staff, to other to our scouts so on and so forth, uh, just continued to develop and, and grow uh, and uh, I think was a, a major help in, in helping me really how I watch the game and, and identifying players and, and, you know, especially with Sheldon Keefe and Joe Sorrell and A.J. McLean on our coaching staff, they really, uh, especially in the last two years, have, have really bought into it and, and see value in it. So it's been a, it hasn't been a forceful thing. It's, it, it happens as it should, and being abrasive with it is just going to scare people off. Kyle Dubas is the assistant general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs. That intrigues me because when you're running a junior hockey team, uh, you are essentially dealing with, I, I mean, you do, there are players, you have three or four years worth of data on them, but Kyle, how does, what data can help you analyze or keep track of a 16-year-old kid who may be in his first year with you or a 17-year-old kid who may be in his first year with you because it, it, it just seems to me that it, it it would be hard to sort of translate the statistical approach into running a team essentially full of teenagers. Right. So, so what I think it was most helpful with Jeff was identifying where we could put the players – 
that were 16 and 17, and that were young players in the league. And you know, a 16-year-old who comes in, you know, for example, our first-round pick last year, Blake, Spe- uh, Blake Spears, he was he came in weighing just about 160 pounds. And I mean, if he's going to play in our top two lines, those are generally against more mature players on the opposite uh, team. So what we found as, as being very valuable was that it allowed us to identify where we could put those players in the best position to succeed. Who were they playing with and having the most success? Uh, what types of situations do we need to uh, kind of avoid them getting into? And I really found, especially you know, with Sheldon, that he really bought into it and it really manifested itself in, in the success and growth of those younger players. So there's, I think there's, there's, a, there's a number of ways to look at it. You can look at it in the very... Uh, simple sense, which is, you know, these guys are young, but in, in this case, we kind of used it to, to put players in, in good positions to develop, which is what we're there for. Go ahead. I'm sure that you've seen in every sport now, advanced statistics and, and ways of reporting are are blossoming. I mean, the NFL now has some serious metrics. NBA now tracks every footstep of every player. Baseball, I mean, you, you're familiar with the history of it has been going on 30 years. Where are we in the hockey world? Is it is it at, still at the forefront of the of the of this new kind of sub industry? I think so. I, I think it's probably uh, about 10 years from truly the onset where stuff started to get public, uh, and we're just beginning to formulate ideas for what types of things we can track that are going to help players and help teams. I think it's at the very primitive stages, but there's a number of people, some of them are starting to be snatched up now by NHL teams as analysts that are doing great work and identifying various different things that are happening within the game that maybe we've never put any thought into before that that we can then value players that that do those things or or discount players that we you know we thought were great that that don't do a lot of don't do a lot of those things that help the process along of scoring more goals than the other team and and what do you need to 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 fulfill this do you need more eyes in the sky do you need more cameras that are tracking movements do you need more people to interpret data things like that what exactly do you need uh, you can get a lot of the, you know, from the game logs that the NHL provides, you can get a lot of the, the information there uh, with regards to your, your I think, your very basic onset of what people call analytics, uh, where it's going from now. You know, in the Sioux, we had to track everything ourselves. So we had, we had three people that would, that would do tracking of various different metrics that, that we valued in the Sioux that were proprietary in nature. Um, you know, they weren't private but they were proprietary because we were tracking them. Um, but we used three people to track those throughout the game. And uh, I think you, you find that uh, there's a lot of people that are interested in this and, and uh, are inclined to, to help with this sort of thing. It, we had Kenny Hitchcock on last week, who's, who's I don't want to call him an old school coach, but, it, but he's a veteran coach. He's been around a long time and a very bright guy. And he was talking about how he's starting to use you know, some analytics, he says, it doesn't replace what I see with my eye. He said, but, uh, and I, so I asked him, is there one particular item that, that has, you know, kind of opened your eyes up a little bit? And he said, yeah, the, the, the tracking of where each possession starts on the ice, right. where each player begins his, his possession of the puck on that particular shift. He said that had, had, had clearly rung a bell with him. Uh, 
is there one or two kind of, I don't want to say magic bullets, but one or two things that kind of jump right out to even old school guys? I think it's once you get past the, um, and on having had the chance over the last couple of years to talk to a lot of uh, people in hockey who I really respect that were, that were pretty skeptical of this, uh, once you get past the, the broad term of analytics and that it's just going to be numbers-based and you explain the actual theory behind it and get away from the numerical side of it, uh, I find that, that the door just kind of opens wide and, and it's, oh, okay, well, I've never thought of it that way because it's never been presented to me that way before. Though that's kind of the way that the dialogue runs on it. Um, and, you know, I think... You know, Ken Hitchcock, as, as you alluded to, is discussing zone starts and how that can impact a player's uh, success or possession and, and so on and so forth. Um, but, you know, I, I don't, uh, I think if, if, you, if you aren't abrasive with it and you communicate it, um, uh, you communicate it properly, I think a lot of people who previously maybe didn't because of the way it was communicated can see, can see good value in, uh, in some of the things that, uh, that, that are tracked. Okay. Go ahead, Dave. How about Dave Donis? How, how does how does he look at it? Uh, Dave and I haven't uh, got into the uh, the exact uh, particulars of it, but I was, uh, you know, you know, first meeting with Brennan and then and then meeting with Dave. I was, uh, I'm I'm really excited to work with Dave. I was, I was really, uh, I, I really enjoyed listening to the way that you know his knowledge of the game and and where he you know sees the game and where it was and and where it's going now. Uh, you know, and being able to learn from him and share some of the stuff that that we've been doing in the Sioux, and and see if there's an interest in that. Um, we had a a good discussion about uh, analytics and and different things that we can that we can draw out that he sees value in. And uh, you know, I'm and Dave being a guy that he was a young assistant general manager uh, in Vancouver and and a young general manager in Vancouver subsequently. So. For me, I'm really excited to work with Dave. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a, a very good experience, and, and I'm looking forward to learning a lot from him. Kyle Dubas is the uh, new assistant general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs. He joins uh, Jeff Blair and Dave Perkins on uh, primetime sports. One of the things we've seen in baseball, Kyle, is players start to get interested in analytics. I mean, there are a lot of players <clears throat> in the major leagues you can have a discussion with about analytics. There are guys who... You know, you, you'll see them on their laptop uh, computers in the clubhouse looking and checking stuff out. Were some of the players at the Sioux or some of the young guys, did they get interested in that? And what's your take on how stats are or, or advanced stats are received by players around the NHL? With, uh, with the coaching staff that we had, uh, Jeff, we, we never, ever discussed the players analytics with them we never would post their different ratings and stuff we would the way that we would go about it was if we noticed something that was cropping up as being a real positive or an issue the coaches would uh, then use video to identify what was happening with the player or various different ways that he could uh, that he could perform better both in terms of what we were all seeing on the ice from watching the game and then what whatever uh, what we were tracking was telling us and then it would be up to the coaches to incorporate uh, the various weaknesses that we had identified watching the games live or on video into helping the player improve. I, I think it would have been uh, an error to begin sharing with 16 to 20 year old players, hey, your mm-hmm. coursey level is brutal and, and that's not acceptable. I think it's, right. it's up to us to to develop 
those players and, and develop the skills that are going to help those various different in the end it's about when you're on the ice generating more more shots than you're allowing and and there's a number of different skills that you know can't be quantified but they're subjective in nature but you know you know what they are and you know we've in the Sioux we were able to kind of do a lot more work and identify what they are and then build those into the players game rather than inundate them with with just numbers focus more on development Kyle I'll go out the limb here but if you think it was a mistake to do it with 15 or 20 year old kids try doing it with NHL veterans with agents Right. Well, Kyle, you were an agent now, so you know that. Yes, uh, I I agree with you, Dave. I mean, you. I think you guys nailed it. Um, from what I've I've read from various different players, I I don't think that the players are you know unless they kind of have their interest perked and and want to they want to have a discussion about it. Um, I don't believe that. Uh, I don't believe that players they know how to play the game and and they know who they are as a player they don't i think obviously anybody likes to hear hey you rate really good in this one thing but someone who struggles in a certain metric is not going to want to hear about it they're in the nhl they're playing in the nhl they they'll shut that stuff right down um so i you know i i agree with you guys on that one i don't i don't think we're to the point where it is in baseball like you guys had mentioned where you know players are sitting there on fan graphs and mm-hmm. uh, and reading you know about uh, the way they measure out in various different metrics but uh, you know baseball's the furthest ahead of anybody and hockey is you know conservatively 15 to 20 years behind you know one of the things that that bill james said is uh, he was talked about sort of the evolution of of advanced uh, stats in baseball he said he thought they kind of arrived when people started using those stats to determine how much money they were going to pay players when it came up in arbitration hearings or whatever are, are we anywhere near the stage in hockey where a guy's salary is determined by what he may or may not do in terms of an of an advanced stat are we that far along i don't think so i think you can and and i view uh analytics or advanced stats or whatever anyone elects to call them as 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 a part of the information puzzle so you know any player you, know, you take you know you take what your scouting reports have said you take what you you know what your gut or your intuition tells you when you watch the player and you evaluate the player and then to me it all what they do is they allow you to be more certain rather they eliminate personally that's been my experience with it it allows you to eliminate some of the guesswork um, and eliminate some uncertainty, um, and you know either look at what you watched on the ice and be able to say, okay, well this kind of backs it up, so I think I'm on the right track, or you know what you wrote when you watched the game, because our minds work in a way that they they pick out small little snippets of the game, and they and they and create a bias for them, right? Mm-hmm. In my opinion. Yep. Um, so for me, using you know all the information possible and and good information. Serves to uh, serves to only help uh, to create more certainty in, in evaluations. I, I don't think it's to the point where it's like baseball, where you're at a wins above replacement level, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't know if it will ever get there. But all of this information is is good. We're going to be joined by Jonah Carey at six o'clock. Did you? Uh, I mean, I understand that you really like the extra two percent. Is, is the story true that you bought it? You you bought copies of it for uh, for people in the Sioux in the front office? Uh, yes. Yeah. The first. Uh, the first week there, everybody got a copy. Uh, Sue, uh, being in, in the Western Conference and you know playing against Windsor and Plymouth and Kitchener and and London and Guelph and Owen Sound, which who are all 
great programs. Um, I thought that the story had some parallels to the Tampa Bay Rays, who play mm. against uh, obviously much bigger markets: the Yankees, Red Sox, Jays, Orioles, right, and, and battle for the AL East. So. Uh, I found that there was some synergies there and, and thought that I really enjoyed the book and thought that the, that our staff would enjoy it. Something to read on the long bus rides. I hope I hope you expensed them. <laughs> I, I don't believe I did, but... Oh, no, <laughs> you get, listen, if you're going to work for MLSE, you'd better uh, figure that part of it out. <laughs> well, that's, that's good advice. I'll, yeah. uh, I'll uh, no, put that to work. Kyle, you know what? When it comes to MLSE, I can tell you one thing. Do not listen to any advice Perkins gives you. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Kyle, listen, th- thank you very much for doing this. Uh, best of luck, and uh, we'll look forward to doing it again. And congratulations. Okay, thank you very much, guys.